This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Well, hello and welcome to the Mindset Mentor. I'm your host, Tanya Kohler, helping you live your best life. So excited about today's guest who is really going to help you up level your life and to take good care of your health. And of course, you know, there are many factors to living uh, our best life. And certainly one of those is vitality and health. So we're going to get some really great tips and tools in this hour from my special guest, Dr. Dwight Chapin, who is a wellness innovator. He is also a team chiropractor for the Toronto Argonauts. So I think he uh, kind of has learned a thing or two, right? Professional athletes certainly need a lot of help with all the wear and tear, um, you know, on their body. Uh, It's not only physical, but mental as well, right? The impact. So we're going to learn all about that. Um, And also, Dwight has just written and released a book called Take Care. It's seven rituals um, for health strength and hope. And I I love that he sort of added hope because I find that, you know, when we are hopeless, that creates such a problem in life and really leads to depression. So, so, so key to have all of those components working for us. And we're going to learn some really cool strategies to hardwire those rituals for success. So how about we just jump right into the conversation and say hello and welcome to Dr. Dwight Chapin. Such a pleasure to have you on the show here today. Oh, well, thanks for the invitation. Been looking forward to this conversation. Yay. You know, I think we all could use a little bit of help. And, you know, it's interesting because I find that so many people don't really understand uh, the benefit of chiropractic care. So I kind of want to start there uh, because I know that it's not just about fixing, let's say, some of the problems that we have, um, you know, in in our body, but it's also uh, a great form for preventative care. So what exactly is chiropractic care? Well, that's a great place to start. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the things that I see every day in practice is that people's struggles are rooted in unhealthy habits. And as a musculoskeletal expert, posture doesn't lie. I mean, the body harnesses all kinds of different stresses physically. And so I explain my skill set to patients as you can think of me as, a, as an orthopedic mechanic. I'm, I'm going to help you get more out of your body. We're going to look at muscle symmetry and balance and coordination and movement, movement quality. And obviously, we're known for helping with acute mechanical back pain and neck pain. But there's also a role that we can play in terms of managing and preventing sports injuries and and helping people with healthy aging. Uh, And as I talk about in the book, just tapping into the body's healing potential. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, there's also a role for us to play as wellness coach. 
I love that. So the, the body's healing potential, we certainly have that and, um, you know, really great focus because I feel sometimes that people give up and they think it's not possible for me to have mm -hmm. better health or I've been trained this way or my family has this situation. Uh, poor posture runs in our family. So mm -hmm. I think we get stuck in those belief systems, which is a big barrier to uh, the, the health that we can achieve for ourselves and really mm -hmm. to optimize our health. So mm -hmm. what can you say, um, you know, about that in terms of taking us from where we are to where we want to be or where we could be, not necessarily we mm -hmm. want, because we don't know sometimes that we want mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, one of my passions is, is helping people understand sort of where they're in their own way, because you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. Many people don't see where their lifestyle has them stuck, um, or they've created barriers for themselves to, to get access to this healing potential that we all have. And, and longevity experts are showing us that, listen, 80% of degenerative diseases that are plaguing our society today are lifestyle driven. There, mm -hmm. There's incredible power that we have in the daily choices that we make every day. And when we start stacking those choices and we access our healing potential, then the quality of life starts to change and the years we have to live starts to change. So you know, that's really sort of the entry point is to get people ex inspired and and excited, more aware of, of how their body works. And then from awareness, we can tap into the what's your why? What's motivating you? Where are you struggling? Is that in sleep quality? Is that in a genetic predisposition to a particular condition? Is that an energy quality? Is it in weight management? Is it in strength or mobility? And, and I mean, studies are being done on 90 year olds that are showing increased strength and balance and coordination and movement with very simple strategies with just bringing in a little bit more resistance training and, and movement to their day. So the body's ability to forgive and adapt is, is extraordinary. When we learn how to stack healthy choices, we gain access to that healing potential in such a way that we can alter how our genes are expressed. So even if there is a genetic predisposition to a particular condition, we can sidestep that and, and rewrite a different a different story to to our life. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of like, you know, epigenetics, right? Um, it's, it. the, it's all about the environment. Um, the environment yeah. can be changed um, to really allow us to thrive um, as opposed to feeling, you know, unwell and sick or tired, exhausted, fatigued. I think there's a lot of uh, in mental fatigue that the world mm -hmm. has collectively experienced. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I find that that leads to dis-ease in the body and mm -hmm. then can turn into more serious um, illness. So let's talk about um, so, some of the, the, the key things that you, you spoke about. And I think one of the big things that most people, you know, may not connect right away that is essential to that, that you know, well-being is our, the quality of our sleep. You know, as we're, as we're uh, sleeping, that's when our body is healing and rejuvenating. And when we're having a lack of sleep, oh, my goodness. Like, I mean, I know for myself, too, um, that when I don't have adequate sleep, especially if it kind of is for days or weeks it's um I, cognitive function <laughs> declines mm -hmm. just can't think clearly and and mm -hmm. also the um our tolerance level goes out the window <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so what i've done with with the book is is i've studied 21 influential canadians and and did a deep dive into their practice like what's mm -hmm. their routine what's their formula for health and wellness how have they crafted that formula how do they nurture it 
what adversity have they had in their lives that have led them to the practices that they that they participate in. And so in the book, there are these 21 stories of these 21 lives that are that are designed to help people understand and build that awareness and be inspired. And then as I did that research and worked with these individuals, I uncovered that there was a common ground to their excellence. And that common ground is what the book's based on. That's the seven wellness rituals. And the first mm. one you've tapped on is, is the wellness ritual number one, prioritize sleep, rest, and recovery. Mm. And one of the struggles that people have in just getting their health to improve is this perspective that sleep is almost an inconvenience. It's like we can, we, you know, we, we can't flip a switch and just suddenly achieve a healthier sleep quality as your head hits the pillow. You have to work at developing a healthy sleep hygiene and prime the body for sleep. And so with with prioritizing sleep, for many people that starts with understanding biologically what happens in sleep. And it's really quite spectacular. Like the body has this ability, the brain has this ability to detoxify in sleep. We're getting rid of memory impairing proteins when we sleep and we're boosting our immune function and we're regulating our weight and helping control control our cortisol levels and blood sugar levels. And we're, we're elevating our mood and, and we're stepping off of that rat race and that stress response curve uh, as we're sleeping. So as you said earlier, you know, it's, it's our access to tapping into the, our healing potential. And so when you come to sleep and, and the preparation and the work that's done in advance of sleep, and we can talk maybe about some of those practices, mm-hmm. those practical solutions, um, there's sort of this understanding that this is my opportunity to reset so that I'm going to be in a better position to succeed tomorrow. And the, the mentors in the book that I highlight uh, their life story, they all embrace sleep. It's like their ally. It's their friend. It's their secret weapon. And there's a there's a, a real healthy perspective to the investment that they make in making sure that that's there. And I find a lot of patients really struggled with just that step, like just understanding how crucial it is. Yeah, I think that uh, it's it society has almost revered like having little sleep. It's like, oh, I only had four hours of sleep and look at what I accomplished, Um, you know, right. Um, And and we almost like try to outdo each other. Yeah, you had four hours. Well, I only had three. (laughs) I'll see you. I did three. Yeah. And and you mentioned the epigenetic factors like they've done studies where people have they don't get adequate enough sleep for, say, five nights in a row. And we're already seeing a change in insulin sensitivity and blood sugar levels and They've done studies on physicians where they put them through a series of routine procedures and they measure their accuracy and the time that it takes. And we see that after 24 hours of sleep deprivation, there's 20% more errors in their work and 14% slower to complete the work. So with sleep deprivation, the sleep debt that we're priding ourselves on as we're chasing a fast life, like it's leading to what's called insufficient sleep syndrome, which is now this public health epidemic. And it's linked to serious issues like premature aging, cancer, metabolic disease, hypertension, mental illness, early death. I mean, all kinds of crazy distortions in how our genetic code is, is expressed. So hmm. it's a real issue. And and conversations like this, and and I hope in sharing these profiles will help elevate the the conversation around just let's put in a let's put a priority on on the time we're investing in our body's ability to heal every night. Um, yeah. yeah. 
I, and I think that's wonderful. And, I, and I'm really happy that you are here to share your wealth of knowledge and to guide people um, to help them understand that, you know, it is vital. And there are practical things that we can do. You know, you mm -hmm. don't need to be a professional athlete, uh, right? You don't need to spend thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to try to get that better health and optimize, um, you know, your well-being. It's It can happen now in this moment uh, because every moment is a choice. and We can choose to have better health. We can choose to thrive. Mm -hmm and to live our best life and it could be tonight when you're you know putting your head down on the pillow um, you know some of those strategies to to really start to have you know better sleep and I also know that when it comes to um, you know learning new things um, you know our our brain is very plastic, right? It's like neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. But as we're sleeping, that's when we actually start to uh, rewire the new neural networks. It happens through sleep, right? So sleep is so important to everything in life. Um, and I think that a lot of parents who, who uh, you know, are, you know, busy and their kids are up, I, they can also learn to sort of be that role model, right? Like, let's all really show how important sleep is right mm -hmm. um so mm -hmm. what kind of practices can we incorporate that can help mm -hmm. us get mm -hmm. that better deeper sleep mm -hmm. well the first thing i would say is that it takes a bit of experimentation and patience mm -hmm. right as you start to work on your sleep quality sleep hygiene and sleep has two dimensions right there's the length of time we want to be sleeping but there's also the quality of the sleep that we're getting so the general benchmark is we're looking, adults are looking for seven to nine hours a night of, of sleep, children 10 um, hours and, and seniors or individuals over 65 are looking for usually for seven to eight hours. And one of the, one of the mentors featured in the book is Dr. Robin Hanley Defoe, and she's a stress resiliency expert. And what I love about her approach to sleep is she's like the last thing in the world we want to do in heightening people's awareness of the importance of sleep is drive anxiety around <laughs> needing sleep. Aww. Like So mm. um, she works to a three-day average. So she is a, a successful author and has a busy practice and an educator. And so she'll look over the course of her week to try to fall within that seven to nine hours as an average over a three-day period. And so if life gets away from her because she's busy with her professional life or with her busy family, then that's okay. Like, you know, that's, that's the neat thing about crafting a formula mm -hmm. is that you get to play the game again tomorrow. So how can you get better tomorrow? So this episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. To, to create the sleep, uh, the, the sleep hygiene or the preparation for, for, for um, improved quality of sleep usually takes about an hour, right? So as you're looking at when you want to be asleep, you work backwards from there. What are you doing that hour before bed? Hmm. And you don't need to be in a dark room by yourself, but uh, our body is incredibly responsive to light. So how are you using light as you're preparing for bed? So dimming the lights makes a big impact. When you wake up, exposure to natural light within a half an hour of waking helps mm -hmm. to set your circadian rhythm and that helps to set your sleep cycle. So using light as a variable is, is a particularly effective strategy. And then within that hour before bed, you're wanting to choose activities that bring you joy and that also help you decompress. So for some that's reading, for some it's a hot bath, for some it's a meditative a meditation practice or gentle stretching or uh, time with family. Um, but it's, it's trying to back away from activities like watching the evening news, if that's going to wind you up or, or having heated conversations or, or getting stuck watching Netflix and letting your bedtime push later. Um, so, you know, you've got to find what your ritual is. Like for me, I like to be in bed asleep by 10 and I'm up at six. That's sort of my go-to. So around nine o'clock, I'm starting my wind down and that's time with family by 9.30, quarter to 10, I'm usually upstairs and I'm reading and then I'll do a 10 minute meditation before I fall off to sleep. And those practices now that I've been doing them long enough trigger my mind and my body that, oh yeah, this is the time I'm supposed to sleep. And mm -hmm. we're these creatures of habit that we just fall into that pattern as our nervous system, as you mentioned, your, your um, neuroplasticity, your nervous system starts to become accustomed to that routine of, of the bedtime and the pre-bed ritual. Yeah, and then it becomes easy. I think that's one of the, the, the things that we can, you know, that prevents us from getting that system in place and then developing those big and better habits is the fact that we believe it's difficult, right? But once yeah. you start to do it, and then you have that automatic routine, it just becomes, again, very, very natural. But the benefits down the road, I mean, they're just, you know, tenfold, right? I mean, you exactly. can't put a price and, on that. You touch on an important point, and that's like if you're going into sleep with the perspective that it's difficult, that I'm going to have a hard time with this, um, it, it, it does become more difficult. So it's it's trying to release that and get your mind around embracing the healing time. For some patients, just a simple breathing technique is a really good way to de-stress. You can take a deep breath in for a four-second count and hold for a six- to seven-second count. And then exhale slowly for seven to eight second count and repeat that 10 times. And if you make it to 10 and you're not already asleep uh, and you're still awake, your, your biorhythm will have significantly reduced. So breathing techniques, you know, you're looking at what you're eating and when you're eating. Um, so late meals, late caffeine, late alcohol, that'll all disrupt sleep. So there's mm -hmm. some lifestyle practices there that'll really set you up for success with sleep bringing some physical activity into your day um, also will really help bring increased quality of, of rest at night. So mm -hmm. the, the seven wellness rituals are all tied in together and they'll all help each other. Um, but with respect to sleep, 
you know, what we're eating, when we're eating, how we're exercising and moving through the day, what the mental mindset is around our, our thoughts, um, all have a big impact on on sleep quality. Yeah, so important. Uh, you know, it's that that overall approach, right? That, uh, you know, I, I think if one thing is out of whack, uh, it, kind of everything is out of whack, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to uh, continue the conversation here on The Mindset Mentor with my special guest today, Dr. Dwight Chapin. He is author of the brand new book, Take Care. It's seven um, rituals. Yes. For health, yeah, strength it, and hope. Take, yeah. Take good care. Yeah. Seven wellness rituals for strength, uh, for health, strength and hope. Awesome. I love it. Um, and, and also, um, you know, taking 21 influential people and really delving into their story and what works for them and sharing that with you. So it's really a, a wonderful guide. It's a step-by-step -step guide to help you live your best life. So stay with us and we'll continue the conversation after this break. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to The Mindset Mentor here on Saga 960. I'm Tanya Kolar, helping you live your best life. And you know, that is one of my goals, certainly. Um, you know, having this show is to allow you to thrive. And the best way that I can do that is to have experts on the show uh, who can, you know, share their wealth of knowledge and their expertise and other stories. So what I love um, about today's conversation is, is taking a look at, you know, some of the, uh, well, top influencers and looking at their life. What do they do to develop optimal health? Really delving into that. Dr. Dwight Chapin has written a book that shares that incredible knowledge and information so that you can live your best life. The book is called Take Good Care, Seven Rituals for Health, Strength, and Hope. You know, uh, Dr. Dwight Chapin, thank you so much for being here on the Mindset Mentor today. Earlier, I was calling the book, uh, you know, Take Care. I missed the component uh, and that word good. And that is so essential because, you know, I think we forget to take good care of ourselves. So um, let's continue the seven rituals. We really kind of delved into the importance of sleep, but in, in sharing that, we touched on, um, you know, physical um, wellness and diet. So I'd love to kind of, you know, focus a little bit more on diet if we can, because I know that um, there's a lot of these sort of fad diets around. So are they good? Are they bad? You know, intermittent fasting and, and all these things that we do to our body and the, the, the um, metabolic system. So what are your thoughts on diet? So, you know, I've seen patients come in with all kinds of diets and I've seen people be successful with them. And I've seen this people on the same diet fail miserably on the diets. And so what as I was studying the lifestyle practices of these 21 individuals. And one of them was Jennifer Zygo, who's the team dietitian for the Toronto Raptors, as well as Athletics Canada and Gymnastics Canada. Hmm. And Jen says, you know, your diet may not help you win the game, but sure as heck can help you lose the game. And what I love about her perspective is that she's like, listen, Dwight, there is no one diet. Um, what, you, what you should not be doing in your book is prescribing a diet. And so I have not. 
what we look, what we've learned from the study of these practices and in the and the studying of the research is that listen, our our, our variability in our dietary needs is is just so wildly diverse that we have to figure out the best eating strategy for our health to access our own healing potential. And these 21 individuals look at the food they consume as a therapeutic tool. Mm. So the the dietary practices or habits or routines that we've grown up with, uh, the resources that we have available to us, uh, our, our cultural background, our emotional health, our mental health, our, our medical history and metabolic health, our, our gut microbiome and the biodiversity in our biome and our genetic variability, they, they all set sort of what our own unique dietary needs are going to be. So, so what we've done with the book when we turn to diet is wellness ritual number two is consume healthy fuel. Wellness ritual number three is fight for your waistline. And with wellness ritual number two, the consume healthy fuel, it's all around how can we access nutrients that are high quality, limit ultra processed foods and the high sugar and salt and unhealthy fats that are in those foods to minimize inflammation and reduce the risk of disease. Whereas in wellness ritual number three, when we're looking at fight for a healthy waistline, it's understanding how, what, when, and why we eat influences our metabolic health and the way in which the body uses energy. Genetically, or, or if we're looking at just the, the evolutionary forces on, on health and, weight and uh, energy and, and waste management, um, we're, we're genetically designed to store calories and stockpile them in fat reserves when we're living in times of abundance. Our ancestors were rewarded if they could stockpile their resources when times were good and they may survive a season ahead when times are not so good if they were to do so. So as long as we continue to consume a calorie rich North American diet um, and that features high levels of ultra processed foods and we live sedentary lives, we're going to lose this fight for our waistline. And uh, so the practices that are that are discussed in the book and the science that's revealed is really around how to consume an anti-inflammatory diet and how to, uh, again, tap into that genetic potential that we have to heal by using food as a therapeutic tool. Mm-hmm. And much like what we talked about with sleep, you're shifting your mindset around the importance and the quality of sleep and embracing what it can do for you. And so if you're looking at how you're consuming and what you're consuming from the same lens, it changes the perspective, right? Like I no longer have sugar in my coffee. Do I like sugar in my coffee? Yes, I enjoy the taste of sugar in my coffee, but it's one choice that I can make on a daily basis to reduce the amount of sugar that I have in my body. And that's more important to me as a, as a one choice that I can make to stack a healthier a healthier mind and body uh, in, the, in the choices that we're making. So we can get into more detail, certainly if you'd like, but just as an overarching um, strategy with respect to nutrition, that's how we've come at this book. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that um, because I, I think, you know, we kind of have a tendency sometimes to, to reach for food. It could be that feel good moment or yep. it's just that we don't know that. I mean, it tastes so good. So we're choosing that to sate that craving in that moment and not realizing like the impact. So yep. it could be that overabundance of sugar where it feels really great. And you got maybe a little bit of a, a sugar rush and high for a moment as well. But then comes the crash. Um, yep. And then, you know, I can imagine I would imagine 
and I don't know, but you can tell us if if that um, intake of sugar, if we're having an abundance of sugar, does that affect that sleep cycle, um, you know, later on? Yeah. So I just want to be clear, too, that that to to consume healthy fuel and put a diet together, that's going to help you tap into your healing potential. I mean, this isn't about suffering, right? Like all of these 21 people, they all enjoy their food. It's it's celebrating with food, with good friends and good times and 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 even in not so good times. I mean, that's part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. And so introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The idea here is to stack healthy choices more than not, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get out in front of the choices that you're making and are able to and able to uh, have a better perspective on, okay, how, how does the body use these calories? Um, and how can I tap into a higher quality of energy through eating well? Um, then you start to see the changes in, in performance and in healing as a result of making those making those choices. So, so a lot of chronic disease is driven by uh, the sugar rush and the insulin um, uh, drop in insulin sensitivity that, that we have from our diets. I mean, Canadians, two thirds of us are overweight or obese and, mm-hmm. and over 50% of our calories are coming from ultra processed foods. So studies have shown that, you know, for every 10% increase that your diet is formed from ultra processed foods, your risk of death increases by 14%. So the last thing we want to do is, is, is recommend that people go out with these radical diets because they're just not sustainable. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's finding early, easy wins. So take a look at your pantry and your fridge, get rid of the processed foods, stock it with healthy snacks, make it convenient, um, allow yourself to, you know, to, to be successful by setting yourself up for, for easy decisions. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's sort of a good starting point. 
Yeah, for sure. If we set ourselves up for success, I, I, I feel that, uh, you know, meal uh, planning definitely can help with that. I know that if I sort of plan ahead, I eat healthier. Um, and hmm. most of the time, I'm going to be honest, I don't meal prep, right? But I know that it's easier when we're all sort of busy to reach for what is available, um, totally. to reach for those quick foods, right? Which yeah. sometimes leads to processed foods, which is not ideal. Yeah, I'll give you an example. One of the mentors in the book is Jim Tree Living. And so yeah. talking to Jim about his story, you know, he's an RCMP officer for eight years. He goes in and has his lunch at, at this pizza spaghetti house and it's a phenomenal lunch. He brainstorms with a friend and before he knows it, he's buying a restaurant. And 15 years later, he buys the franchise. So he now has 44 restaurants. And, and now we sit here today and he has over 400 restaurants at Boston Pizza, of course. Mm -hmm. And so in the early days, Jim's formula was simply like, love your work and work hard. Like that was it. Mm. That was the complexity of his approach to health and wellness and, and success. And so he would buzz around his restaurants at all hours, ridiculously long days. And many times behind the bar, he'd take a quick swig of the concentrated pop syrup. Mm -hmm. Uh, without the carbonated water. And and that would give him the jolt of energy that he needed to get through his day. Well, it laid, led to, to, you know, massive swings in his weight and uh, uric acid and, and chronic back pain and like really poor, poor health that he didn't see the connection between the pace and how he was trying to fuel his body. So it was impacting sleep, weight, energy quality, and then started into some chronic pain. So his his approach to health and wellness now as an 80 year old man compared to where he was at 30 has completely changed and evolved to this very robust understanding of, of choosing to fuel his body for success. Um, and at 80 years old, uh, he wants to live a full active life at 80, not because he's 80, but because that's what he intends to do. And, and so, you know, when you're looking at, at building an anti-inflammatory diet, it's, it's how can you make choices to increase your fruits and vegetables, eat whole foods, get more fiber in your diet, load up on the phytochemicals and the polyphenols. These are powerful compounds found in fruits and vegetables, and then cut back on your processed foods. And yeah. at every meal, you're just looking to think through that. If it's just that, I mean, there's a lot more in the book, but if it's just that, then you're going to start to make some healthy choices um, that you maybe wouldn't have otherwise. And that's a good start. Yeah. And again, you know, you could just be that one thing that you're going to start with. So you don't have to overwhelm yourself. I think the moment that we say we can't have something, the more we want it. But again, sure. it's like maybe it's yep. the 80 20 rule or whatever, just more of one good thing versus the yeah. bad, right? Or yeah. what we perceive to be bad. And I think we, we all know um, when we eat healthfully um, and foods that nourish our body, it feels really good. Um, right. And then you also know the opposite where you've eaten something that doesn't feel good and you feel lethargic and you just, you know, just, you know, you wake up in the morning sometimes not feeling great. Um, yeah. So I'd love to get your thoughts on, you know, waking up in the morning, like, you know, how, how should we feel revitalized? I think people give up and think, well, it's not possible because maybe I'm 80 or whatever age you yeah. are, or I'm, yeah. I'm aging and yeah. I should feel the decline in my, in my body from the back and the shoulders and everything. So what, what are your thoughts there? Well, yeah, I mean, one of the signs of just good sleep quality is that you are waking, feeling rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people, especially as the body does age, there's stiffness and soreness on waking. Um, 
I'm 50 years old. And so one of my practices now is that when I get up in the morning, I get on the floor and I do a five to 10 minute mobility practice. Mm -hmm. And I then have a, a hot shower and I finish that shower with a 30 second cold shower. And like, I'm ready to tackle the day after that. And I feel every bit as healthy as I did when I was 35. Mm -hmm. um, but was I doing the mobility practice at 40? No. Um, so my job is demanding mentally and physically. And so I need to have the, that strength and clarity of mind. And, and I want to charge into my day with some enthusiasm. And so, you know, that morning ritual for me, the, the, the waking and getting right to that morning mobility practice is, is one way for me to prioritize my self-care. And, and that has a huge ripple effect in, in terms of the mindset that I bring into the day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then, you know, I'll move, I'll move from that into what am I going to do that morning in terms of uh, my, my breakfast and how am I going to prepare my snacks for the morning in between patients and, or my lunch for the day. So like I'm, as I'm moving into my morning meal, I'm already thinking strategically about how I'm going to fuel my body over the course of that day, depending on what it is that I need to do. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So no, you talked about mobility practice. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah. Yeah. So just get on the floor on a yoga mat and, and work from uh, head to toe. And uh, the book has an accompanying website. It's called sevenwellnessrituals.com. And uh, uh, one of the professional football players that I work with, McLeod Bethel Thompson, and I have put together a whole series of videos. Uh, and on the website, you will see my mobility practice. We filmed it. So you can actually watch what it is that, that I do. And we've also mm -hmm. filmed McLeod's um, practice. And there's also a number of other videos and, and tools that accompany the, the book. So, but I like to keep it so that it's not, it's not an intense workout. It's meant more to listen to where I feel restriction in my movement. Um, and so some days there'll be a little bit more emphasis on hamstrings or hips or shoulders. Um, there's a spine mobility component to it so that when I pop up off the floor and hop into the shower, like my body feels like it's well-oiled and moving well and and that movement quality that I I talked to my first patient about that I that I'm in that zone and I put that work in oh I love that and also just having that mobility practice versus a you know rigorous workout I mean that could lead to a, a rigorous yep. workout if somebody wants to but I think that's helpful if we start there um, you know that gives us the momentum to keep on going and we start to see the results and we start yep. to feel better um, so let's talk about uh, another one of your seven rituals and then um, you know learn a little bit more about the strategies that you've incorporated into your book and I love that you have really laid it out uh, you know systematically and strategically for people to get the benefits, um, no matter where they are, you know, in their health, because I think everybody's different. And of course, you've worked with a lot of professional athletes. Uh, you are a team trainer, chiropractor for the uh, Toronto Argonauts. Obviously, you've worked with other teams as well. But, you know, for the everyday person, there's so many great tools to incorporate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the um, wellness ritual number four, if we're going to work through, uh, it is move to stay young. And wellness ritual number five is protect your strength. And so they sort of go hand in hand. And, and, I, and I'll tell patients, I'll say, listen, like, we don't have to accept a, a decline in health as we age. Uh, and, and again, what the science is showing us is that a lot of the hallmarks of biological aging 
uh, we're starting to learn how to identify and 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 um, affect or influence through lifestyle changes are going to dramatically change how the body ages. In fact, these longevity experts are looking at aging as the disease that we should be treating, not chronic disease. Oh. Um, and so, you know, movement is one of the best ways that you can change how your body ages. So when we challenge our range of motion, our strength, our, our balance, our coordination, not only do we improve the quality of our movement, our ability to move, but we also change the, the rate with which the body ages. And so there's two components to the wellness ritual. Number four, move to stay young. And, and one is that over the course of a week, you're looking to try to accumulate 150 minutes of activity. And that's not all at once. That can be chopped up into small blocks. Mm -hmm. It's best if those blocks are 10 minutes or more. And it's best that if those 10 minutes are with an elevated heart rate, um, but the goal is to get to 150. Now, if you're doing zero or 20 in a week, like don't go to 150, right? Yeah. Like, you know, to go from <laughs> 20 to 30, like, like gradually build that program in. But listen, Canadians adults spend 9.6 hours a day sitting. Like if we were to convert one of those hours to a low intensity walk, we can reduce all cause mortality by as much as 30%. We could reduce major depression by as much as 26%. And that's just taking a walk around the block one night after dinner. Like no. this doesn't have to be a, a, a expensive, sophisticated gym membership. It's just finding opportunities to bring movement to your day and bring a variety of movement to your day. So patients of mine, they're in office environments or in sedentary postures. I'll say, listen, like every hour you got to get up. And you can be stand and do a few quarter squats or shoulder shrugs or side bends or just, you know, walk to the washroom and back, a flight of stairs up or down, like get creative, but find different ways to bring movement to your day. Mm -hmm. um, and when we chop up the, the length of time that we spend sitting at one time and we start striving towards building that 150 minute of activity a day, like the game changes in a really profound way. Um, I love that. And that research is supported even for those with osteoarthritic knees and hips and spines like movement is is medicine. Yes. And it could be as simple as, you know, you're waiting for a pot to boil, you know, you know, walk around while that's boiling. Right. So it's not Absolutely. taking extra time necessarily. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really, you know, of... you're brushing your teeth, stand on one leg, work on your balance, ah, uh, okay. putting groceries away, do a few curls before you, you, know, you put the milk <laughs> back in the fridge. Like, it it. Just, you know, whatever the case is. Right. Um, yeah. And then as, as we turn to wellness ritual number number five, that's protect your strength. This is one that really catches people off guard, but we lose our muscular strength after the age of 30. Yeah. So by the time we're 40, like we're already a decade into decline if we're not practicing some type of resistance training. Uh, now, the good news is that resistance training fits into the formula that you're trying to create for good health. It doesn't require more time. It's that 150 minute commitment that you're striving towards with wellness ritual number four. You're going to take 20 to 40 minutes of that 150 minutes and, and use that for some type of resistance training. And again, on the book website, sevenwellnessrituals.com, there's there's programs and, and videos on, on how to bring resistance training and different types of movement strategies to your day. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's by, by bringing resistance training in, not only do you get stronger and have better orthopedic function, but the research shows it's better for sleep, energy, weight management, reduce our visceral fat, our insulin sensitivity increases, cardiovascular health improves, cognitive function improves. Mm -hmm. Like resistance training is this 
this unbelievable fountain of youth that I don't think is getting enough attention. Well, you know, thank you for sharing that. And we're going to, you know, shed some light on that attention here, here on the Mindset Mentor. You're listening to the to Saga 960. That was Dwight Chapin, Dr. Dwight Chapin. He is author of the new book, Take Good Care, Seven Rituals for Health, Strength, and Hope. We'll continue the conversation and talk about the sixth and seven rituals when we come back. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Welcome back to the Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kolar. So how did you feel this morning when you woke up? I certainly hope that you were full of vitality, ready to start your day, you know, jumping out of bed. But I think the reality is for a lot of people that you wake up feeling exhausted. You didn't sleep well. You were tossing and turning. You know, we're kind of sleep deprived as a society. Um, but, you know, in this show, we have been sharing on how to gain vitality, how to gain better health so that you can live your best life. My special guest today is Dr. Dwight Chapin, um, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, uh, you know, our health and chiropractic care and the whole system in the body. There's so many benefits. Uh, his book is called Take Good Care. It's brand new, just released. <laughs> uh, Dr. Dwight is going to share with you how you can get a copy of his book. And it's uh, seven wellness rituals for health, um, for str strength. Yeah and hope. So some really uh, key components there full of strategies to help you live your best life. Dr. Dwight Chapin, it's such a pleasure having you here on the Mindset Mentor today. Um, I know we're going to jump into the, the sixth and seventh ritual. We've sort of, uh, you know, dived into to each of the, the benefits with what the information that you have amassed through your patients and the professionals that you are working with. And you have a lot of, uh, you know, mentors in the book that you've sort of uh, placed to guide people. And I think that's really key because I, I believe that we all learn so much from each other and having that personal experience. It's like, oh my gosh, if they can do it, then I can too. And we can sort of follow along um, the, the guides that have been successful, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, the, the next two rituals are, are particular favorites of mine, and they're really important. Um, ritual number six is nurture mental fitness, and ritual number seven is play with purpose. Mm. So the, the, the idea of this book has really been in my mind for the 25 years that I've been in, in practice. Uh, I've always been fascinated in a patient's journey. Um, when they show up in the clinic, you know, what are, what are their daily practices? How do that, how do those line up with where they are in, in their, uh, health or, or as it relates to, to their, their goals that they have, um, are, is there consistency in their practices or, or, mm -hmm. you know, are there, are there challenges? And I've been fortunate enough to care for many leaders, um, both in, in business and in sport and entertainment and, 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 and healthcare. And, I'm fascinated by those that achieve a level of success and do so with their health intact. And of course, there are those that do that. And I've studied their lifestyle um, and I've shared their stories in this book. But there are also those that get, reach that level of success and, and their health is 
in shambles. They've really sacrificed their health to get to that level. So when we reached um, the end of 2020 in COVID, I was seeing in practice a real shift in patients' mindset. There was there was a, a determination to to want to come out of the pandemic with with a different relationship with work, with self care, with mm-hmm. family, with with um, how they had stacked up um, the different demands in their life, and we're seeing a massive ripple effect in in mental health uh, decline coming through and, and um, to this point in, in the pandemic. So World Health Organization was saying, listen, like the, the depression and anxiety has gone up 25% above where it was. And before pandemic in Canada, those that are the age of 40, one in two either had or have a mental illness. So, I mean, this is a profound impact on um, Healthcare, our Health Canada was saying that 95% of practitioners were showing high levels of stress and anxiety um, in healthcare, and one in four nurses looking to retire within the next three years because of the stress in their environment. So, the silver lining in all of this is that it's created this disruption, and this, and this, from the disruption, there's this awareness, and that's turning people to mental fitness, and that's getting out on the proactive, preventative side of, of building a, a resiliency and a capacity in, in how we have embraced stress. And so with mental fitness, we're really looking at the concept of how do you develop psychological, social, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And the the mentors that I met with in this book, I mean, with every conversation, I felt like I was leveling up. It was this master class in life that I just felt mm-hmm. so privileged to be to be able to share their stories. Um, one of the mentors is Jan, Jan Arden. And the question that everybody asks Jan is like, what was your break? And how, you know, how did you, how did your career evolve? And, and, you know, she said, Dwight, like, it, it's just not that simple. Like it's from hard work, but more importantly, it's from the inner dialogue that you have. It's the thoughts that you have. It's how you treat yourself and mm-hmm. the impact of that dialogue, the impact that has on the, on the direction of your life and the choices you make and the difference between success and failure in life. That's where the magic really happens. Uh, Pinball Clemens, Michael Pinball Clemens is another mentor in the book, and he talks uh, openly in the book about the influence of his mom. And his mom would say, Michael, you focus on what you don't have or what you what you want, and you're going to end up with what you don't have. Like your 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 focus will become your fact. And and so both of these mentors have found a way to tap into the power of owning their mindset. And when you own your mindset the researchers and the happiness experts are showing us that happiness is actually a choice. Even when life is hard, we can choose to be happy, not artificially, not rainbows and unicorns. But the point I want to make is that it's the perspective and the control we have over mindset, even in adversity, changes our physiology and has a dramatic impact on on health. Um, And so the, the, the mentors and their stories reflect just how they do that. But what we'll do in, in, in practice is help people understand sort of where they are on their stress curve um, and how they can shift that mindset to, to stress becoming enhancing, uh, not stress is debilitating, and mm-hmm. making that they're on the left side of their stress curve where stress increases performance and health and longevity 
uh, not on the right side where we start to see chronic stress and, and a decline in health and, and performance. So yeah, yeah, where it affects the, you know, the the sympathetic nervous system, right? In that that fight or flight mode, I think too many of us operate from that space, um, you know, because of our challenges. But if we can, you know, take those challenges and sort of mine the gifts within those challenges, we can gain that new perspective and see things in a different way to propel us forward powerfully, um, mm-hmm. you know, despite those challenges, because the reality is is that everybody has challenges i mean we just that's life we will have challenges right yeah yeah Yeah. and and when you're in a chronic cycle of of high levels of stress like you you train your brain to be on the lookout for the next crisis like you lock yourself in your nervous system gets locked into this fight or flight response and the centers of the brain that control creativity and high order thinking and strategic planning like that's actually those areas start to shrink in areas Mm -hmm. of the brain that are more primitive that control emotional responses and survival instincts like they become excited so you're actually training your body and your mind to be in this in this perpetual loop of chronic stress which will shorten your life i mean there's Mm -hmm. just the, the research clearly shows that so so when you start to understand what your triggers are, what your stressors are, and then you start really paying attention to the inner dialogue around those stressors, then you develop the tools to actively choose to react or not. Mm-hmm. And um, coming back to Dr. Robin Hanley Defoe, who's dedicated her life to, to stress resiliency and, and what are the key components or pillars of stress resiliency, her model's based on building a a community and a sense of belonging, uh, developing acceptance and perspective, and then practicing humor and hope. And so the wellness Mm -hmm. ritual number six is really designed on how do you do that? What's the science behind those pillars? And how do you bring that to your life? I, I love that. Um, you know, and I think that we need to create more laughter and give ourselves permission to allow that joy to yeah. come and enter into our lives. Um, you know, just you had also mentioned uh, Pinball Clemens, and, and I know that he had said that you were instrumental, um, you know, that in helping to win the two gray cups, right? So working with his team to get that success. So I love that you now have put all of those principles in a book that is available to everyone to start to get the benefit of daily practices, those habits, those rituals that can be a game changer, that are a game changer. So how can everybody get your book, Dr. Chapin? Well, we had our book launch last week, and by Thursday uh, at the clinic, we were sold out. So ah. it, it's gone fast. Uh, you'll, you, the fastest way to get it at this point is on Amazon. It's it's last week was ranking as a number one in healthcare. So we're really thrilled with the quick start. Uh, but it'll be available everywhere books are are sold online and in bookstores. About Amazon, the quickest route to it now. Love it, love it. All right. So, um, any final uh, words that you'd like to to leave, or a message um, for the listeners and, and the viewers? Because we just have a couple minutes, or just a minute left. Yeah, I would just say that that good health is revealed when we start to learn how to stack healthy choices, mm-hmm. and when we treat ourselves with kindness and with patience, and we just every day is a new day, is a new opportunity to play a new game, and we bring a positivity to that experience then we can really change how the body ages and and the health that we enjoy later in life. So, yes, and you everybody good luck. Yes, thank you. And you certainly deserve to have that great health. If you're listening right now, there's a reason that you're listening. I encourage you to have a look um, on Amazon for Dr. Dwight Chapin's new book, Take Good Care, Seven Rituals for 
for health, strength, and hope. I think I got that right. <laughs> Seven wellness rituals for health, strength, and hope. Yes, I love it. Dr. Dwight Chapin, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wealth of knowledge. All right, everyone, so remember that your mindset is like a muscle that needs to be strengthened and conditioned, and this was your mindset workout. And all of these wonderful tools uh, that you just heard with Dr. Dwight Chapin allow you to live your best life. So stay tuned. We've got more coming up here on The Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kolar. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.